Welcome to the Clarksville Rundown, everybody. It was a big week for ClarksvilleNow.com. And how do I know that? Huge week because uh, Chris once again broke his keyboard. That's how I know it's a big because he types so dang much that his keyboard stopped stopped working. Mm -hmm. Like the R wasn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. And so we actually buy them in bulk. We had to go out. We, we, when he first got here, we bought him a fancy, like, wireless one, right? Mm-hmm. So he could type in the bathroom if he had yeah, to. Hand warmers and everything. Yeah, oh, so, so yeah. nice. But was he, it took him, like, a week to break that. Mm-hmm. And so now we just get the cheap plug-in ones. We have a whole box of them in the back. We buy them in bulk. Yeah, the spares. Oh, yeah, yeah because it's just <laughs> broke, <laughs> broke. And that's yep. how I know it's a, it's a big week on, on ClarksvilleNow.com. Well, this one, it, just, it broke in half. Split straight down the middle, <laughs> like, like the Ten Commandments. It just <laughs> right down the middle. By the way, my name is Ryan Pluckelman. Uh, Chris Smith is the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com. The Clarksville Rundown yeah. is uh, the podcast where we break down the biggest stories in Clarksville for the week. Yep, and uh, and I'm loaded with coffee because I've had a big couple of days uh, this week. Uh, we had the uh, candidate forums for the upcoming election. That's when the candidates come in, uh-huh. and Chris lobs them softballs for a half hour. I do not lob <laughs> softballs. I force them to talk about the issues. I did tell because uh, what I love about the gang at ClarksvilleNow.com, we have a bunch of fantastic we young do. people. We really do, yeah. Which makes me sound like a thousand years old when I say fantastic <laughs> young people. But we as, used to be the young people. We used to, and now we're old enough to be everybody who works here's dads. Yeah. I remember, do you ever remember being in that target demographic mm-hmm. where, you know, you're surrounded by people who are over 50, 60 yeah. years old, and, and back in my day, it was... <laughs> Hey, we need to appeal to Gen X readers. What can we do to appeal to, to you hip, young, cool Gen X readers? And I'd be, I'd be in these focus groups and trying to give input and, and feedback. And, and now it's, no, Gen X, we're old. We're, we're geezers. Yeah. We're, and now it's millennials. Yeah, we're, we're not part of that, that you know, young target audience anymore like we used to be. Exactly. But as I was leaving, I, I, I told millennial Christian Brown, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't lob softballs, dude. Ask some hard questions. So I, I empowered him to ask some harder questions. Mm. But it's funny you bring up, but you know, is he a millennial? Yeah. He's maybe Gen Z. No, he's not. He's, he's the youngest one. He's like 12. <laughs> like he's, he's 12 years old, the beard. He's a young kid. He's either, he's on the borderline of, of, of either one. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so he did it. He did a good job as well. It's funny. You bring up trying to appeal to millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a discussion recently about how do we get the Clarksville rundown to appeal to more millennials? Cause mainly it's people our age that are listening to mm-hmm. this and our daughters. <laughs> and our spouses. Um, so how do we get how do we get millennials to listen to this? So we thought maybe change the name up a little bit. We we're going to call it the Clarksville Rundown No Cap Fam. That's what we're going to call that. <laughs> you got to stop that. Then, <laughs> you got to stop that. I think the the number of times no cap is used in the United States of America, there's an outweighted percentage of those references are coming from Ryan Pluckelman. No cap. <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, these stories right here, the biggest in all of Clarksville for this week. All right. So this one, um, you know, I heard some rumblings about this on social media for a couple of days. And then um, we found the uh, the actual court order came down. Um, there's a guy in uh, Cunningham, Montgomery County, who was arrested after an almost year-long investigation by FBI agents. Mm-hmm. Um, he had posted some stuff on TikTok, apparently, according mm-hmm. to the FBI, um, indicating a plan to um, basically go down to the border and try to cause trouble to, quote, stir up a hornet's nest at the border in hopes that other people would join in confrontations with federal officials. 
Okay. Um, so this went on for about a year. He spoke with undercover FBI agents. Uh, they, you know, tried to find out more about what he was going to be doing. He yeah. ended up, according to this uh, court complaint, um, selling somebody an unlicensed uh, suppressor. Okay. Uh, a gun suppressor. Right. So that's what they ended up getting him on. But um, in this complaint, it documents this whole plan that he had to, or allegedly, to um, go to the border and basically try to start some major, you know, insurrection. And some, and some of the comments that he made, he talked about like uh, possibly firing on border agents and stuff like that. So it's yeah, it's kind, aye, of, aye, kind, aye. Of creepy, kind of creepy stuff. Assuming this is true, right? Right? Exactly. He's been mm. accused of these things. Mm. And when you hear a story like that, no matter where it comes from, mm. you're like, my God, mm. how crazy! And yeah. then all of a sudden, they attach Clarksville to it, and you're like, oh. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, in our backyard. Um, and, you know, what? here's what frustrated me the most about this. I'm reading through it, you know, reading through the documentation. And then I, um, in the uh, complaint, in the court complaint that we got, um, that we obtained, it says in there that he told, apparently told FBI agents that he had set up propane tanks around his house as a booby trap for law enforcement if they came after him. Holy cow. And, you know, here's what frustrates me. Okay. That hits home to me one of the central problems of all of this militia, you know, stuff. All this whole, we got to do something about the border. We got to take up arms. We got to stockpile weapons in case of blah, 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 blah. If you're stockpiling weapons to have a confrontation like this. Yeah. Everybody has it in their mind. Yeah, I'm going to be shooting. I'm going to be firing. I'm going to be, you know, killing the enemy, whatever. You're not going to be firing at congressmen. Right. You're not going to be <laughs> right, right. going, you're not going to be going, you know, rifle to rifle with Hollywood liberal executives. Right. You're not going to be going rifle to rifle with asylum seekers and their children at the right. border who right. are armed with milk cartons full of water. Right. You're going to be going rifle to rifle with Deputy Smith. Right. With CPD Officer Jones. Right. You're going to be going rifle to rifle with members of the National Guard, mm-hmm. with members of the 101st Airborne Division. Right. That is your enemy if that is your stance. Right. And 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 listen, I don't want to get into a Second Amendment debate. I, I think, you know, I, I, I'm a supporter of it. But what I think is crazy when you have people like this, and I call them the gravy seals, because generally they probably couldn't get into the army because they weren't in shape. And so they get some ideas in their head about how they're a big, tough soldier on, on, on Facebook. And they're not because they're not in the service. They're in the pretend service malicious. The reality of the situation is if not saying not saying it would happen, but if you go rifle to rifle with, let's just say the members of the fifth special forces group. You wouldn't even know they were there. You would be gone before they were, you even were alerted to their presence. Yeah. The amount of training and weapons that are at the disposal of our service members is far beyond any YouTube video or Liam Neeson movie yeah. that you watched in your spare time. I don't think people really, I think action movies have thrown off the reality of. Yeah violence in that way exactly you know you think you can you know kill 50 people in 10 seconds in a video game that doesn't translate exactly to real life exactly and to think about the training necessary to be accurate Mm -hmm. especially with you know firearms that is that's a lot of training 
Mm-hmm. They don't just hand you a gun on Fort Campbell and say, "Dad, ah, just every once in a while, I might just want to go to the range. That's a daily practice, right? Or mm-hmm. it's a multiple uh, times a week practice for someone. And I think action movies and video games have made a whole lot of people believe they're a whole lot tougher than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's And if you support law enforcement, which most reasonable people do, I mean, if you support law enforcement, especially if you're somebody who has a thin blue line flag or anything like Uh, that. You better not have booby traps in your house with a thin blue line flag in your front yard. You know, that is who you are. You are basically positioning yourself against. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's horrible to me. And it's disheartening to think that people would would take that kind of stance because those are the patriots. Hunter First Airborne, the active duty soldiers, these right. are people who have sacrificed their lives and right. their families to protect our freedoms. And then you have knuckleheads who want to be in militias and think they're going to have a confrontation at the border. The confrontation will be with law enforcement. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? Exactly. And to think about booby trapping your house, who do they call in for that? EOD technicians from Fort Campbell. Again, bringing up your point. Mm. You're not booby trapping against your, the, the congressman you hate the most. You're booby trapping against your neighbors that work on Fort Campbell that'll be called in to deal with that situation. Yeah. Or your neighbors who work for the sheriff's exactly. office and the police department. Exactly. We live in communities and you can't just isolate yourself against an entire, you know, the rest of your community and say, I'm in a militia now. Right. Well, that makes you really friggin' dangerous to the rest of us who are law abiding yeah, citizens exactly. and who support law enforcement. Exactly. You know? Think about it. Put yeah. some thought behind it. Yeah. Moving so, on to the next story. Next That's story. enough of that. All right. Um, so we have a new school name. So this elementary school is being built. Thank um, God, by out, the way. Up in between uh, Fort Campbell Boulevard and the uh, airport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God, by the way, CMCSS, Dr. Jean Luda Vetter, mm-hmm. um, Eddie Vetter's sister. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. <laughs> I'm happy she did not reach out to us and say, hey, can Clarksville now do something online to, to let the internet name the new school? Oh, but that would have been so much fun. No, because it would have been Schooly McSchoolface. That's what it would have that been. Is, that is not a bad name for a school. Schooly McSchoolface. Schooly McSchoolface Elementary. Um, please never open that up to the internet um, because we don't want a Schooly McSchoolface in Montgomery County. Well, what do you think the top name should be for a new elementary school? Um, well, I, I like the name they picked and we won't we'll let make people we'll, we'll, hang we'll, on for a little yeah. bit longer. That. Yeah. I really am surprised that we do not have a Wilma Rudolph Elementary School. Hmm. That seems to be... Like, we got to work through the famous people. Like, I think yeah. we need a Wilma Rudolph Elementary School, and then we need a Frank Sutton Elementary School. <laughs> and their mascot can be the Fighting Carters, the, the oh. Fighting Sergeant Carters. But that see, could be their mascot. Nobody knows who Sergeant Carter is today. Nobody younger than us. Well, actually, did, did you grow up watching Gummer Pile? Oh, yeah, reruns? reruns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. just, I am doubtful that there's people younger than you who know who sergeant carter is who know who Gomer pile is frank uh, sutton's busting no cap i i grew <laughs> <laughs> i grew i grew up watching that show yeah, you know yeah. and reruns yeah, and yeah. um you know but i i just don't know that many people younger than us are familiar with that show so you don't think we should have a wilma rudolph elementary school either because she won the olympics before all these kids were born well, but she's, that's different because she is an Olympic hero. Frank Sutton was an actor on a TV show that people younger probably don't even know about. I mean, he's a hero to us because we loved it. Yeah. It was a great show. He's great on Gomer Pyle. But it wasn't like an Oscar winning, I mean, he never won an Emmy for that, right? It could be a, re- I don't think so. It could be a renaissance for his career though. All of a sudden, you know, because we're going to be building more <laughs> of these. He died like 30 years ago. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. So listen, 
Doc, I know you listen to this. This is on, you know, I know you're telling your... Did you just call Dr. Gene Ludenvetter Doc? Maybe. I know you listen to this. Um, I, I really think you got it. We got to have a Wilma Rudolph. And I know we're going to be building yeah. more, more elementary schools. We need Wilma Rudolph Elementary. We need that. That needs to happen. Well, I was thinking because we've got, I was thinking, well, we've already got, you know, a boulevard named after Wilma Rudolph. Um, we also have the Wilma Rudolph Event Center. She was, was thinking, the fastest woman on planet Earth. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying to think of the implications of naming multiple things after one person, you know? You got a problem with this? Well, I don't know. I mean, it can get confusing. No. You drive through Atlanta. No one is going to go, hey, we have a new, brand new Wilma Rudolph Elementary School. Is it? Is it the event well, center? Right now, when we talk about we're going to drive up Wilma Rudolph. Yeah. We don't say Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. We may say so we drive up Wilma. Well, if we, if we have a school named after her, then it's going to be like, we're going, we're going to go to Wilma. Well, I think you mean the broken the keyboard or do you has mean- busted your noodle. Because <laughs> who's going to go, hey, it's right off Wilma. You mean the elementary school? Yes, I'm giving directions off an elementary school. Hey, these things can happen. No, they can't. We got a lot of newcomers. People don't know, you know, everything about our community. Listen, I'm just saying, next okay. two, next two, Wilma Rudolph Elementary needs to be okay. the next one after this one. Okay. And then Frank Sutton, the fighting Sergeant Carter, <laughs> needs to be the mascot. And that'd be... That'd be fantastic. All right. So that's that's your dream, huh? Yeah, they could be the Wilma Rudolph gold medals. Could yeah. be their, you know, Olympic gold or whatever, or or the f- speed or whatever. You know, really, it doesn't matter to me what you name a school mm-hmm. as long as you don't name it after a direction. We do not need it. <laughs> we do not need a Southeast High School or a Southwest High School. The newest elementary school is going to be called North by Northeast Elementary. <laughs> North Northeast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was dreading that, but I I don't know why they did that. You know, no shade on Northeast and Northwest, but that's really confusing. It, it is really is confusing to have two schools named after compass points. <laughs> and if they could, if they could. I mean, there are a million things they could name those schools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, name it Trenton Road Elementary. I mean, anything would be better than Northeast and Northwest. Those are really bad names for schools. Well, guess who's not going to be invited to any events uh, <laughs> at Northeast or or Northwest? No shade on the schools. The schools are great. They're just badly named. Yeah. They're named after compass points. So all that to say, the brand new name that they have, it's not finalized yet, but this is the name that they like uh-huh. for the new elementary school is... Freedom Valley Elementary. It's got a nice ring to it. It does. Freedom Valley. Their colors better be red, white, red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And they better have like Old Abe or something be their mascot. Yeah, yeah. The fighting Old Abes <laughs> from Freedom Valley Elementary School. Yeah. So like it's named it. uh, in, in, you know, basically in honor of Fort Campbell. You know, we've got a patriotic community. We do. Lately, every <laughs> major operation that we've had has had freedom in yeah. the name. Operation Enduring Freedom. You Can't know. go wrong with freedom. And um, you know, Valley, I'm a little less uh, sure about. Because it's in a valley. It is not in a valley. Well, where they're going to build the schools in a valley, kind of. It's just a pretty flat plain. Everything's in a valley if you if you zoom out far enough. <laughs> <laughs> the United States. <laughs> Big valley. Val- if you zoom out far enough, yeah. everything's in a Planet valley. Earth. Valley so, of the solar system. Freedom Valley. Freedom Valley. Okay, good. And now we've exhausted all of their names. Next one needs to be Wilma Rudolph Elementary School, followed uh-huh. by Frank Sutton Elementary School. Right. And I think we've got some winners here. All right. That sounds good. When are they going to be done building schools, by the way? Oh, never, <laughs> never. Not when, our, we're when our growth stops, and I'll tell you what, when our growth stops, we're going to have a lot more problems than whether to build elementary schools, because the last thing you want in a community is to not have growth. That's true. That's very that true. Is economic 
disaster mm-hmm. to not have growth. Yeah, that's a disaster so, with a capital D. We'll, we'll put a pin in that and have a conversation about that some other time. Can we have that with we finish up our conversation about punk rock from last week? Hey, <laughs> listen, I've been giving this some thought. That's so fun. During my walk today, I was taking a uh, lunch break walk. I started thinking, you know, most music prior to the punk period was created by music label people. You know, mm-hmm. you, you grab some woman who's doing, doing lounge singer or whatever, and you throw them together with a couple of session artists and you create a band. Yeah, yeah. Um, but punk is, we're doing these are now. people in their, these are high school kids in their garages creating yeah. music. That's what was new and fresh and exciting. It wasn't just random, you know, people who were put together by labels. This was music that people are creating on their own DIY music. Here's why you're it's wrong. Cool. Everything is cyclical, right? So it comes back. Everything's a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at where rock and roll came from, right? Mm-hmm. In the 1950s, rock and roll was a rebellion against the produced big band music okay. of the prior generation. Where did the big band music came from? It came from a soft kind of more safe version of jazz, right? Mm-hmm. So jazz was chaotic. Big band is not rock and roll is chaotic. And then you have something in the seventies that comes around, right? Mm-hmm. Good times and bad times make for some really interesting Kind of throwaway dance music. A mm-hmm. whole lot of throwaway dance music happened in the 70s. Yeah. With Punk. Dis- disco, essentially. Right. D- disco and highly produced hippie music. Exactly. Dis- uh, Punk is a direct reaction to disco. The yeah. disposable kind of, and I, I love disco, so I don't yeah, want to get into a disco yeah. battle. But that music is disposable and meaningless. Mm-hmm. And so Punk comes out of that as a reaction to disco. We are back into the phase of music where it's disposable, meaningless pop mm-hmm. in a way. Which is a reaction to, grunge, or a reaction to grunge, which was also a reaction. Right. Yeah. So, so now we're kind of, all the music you're hearing now is influenced by disco and R&B from the 70s. Hmm. Meaning that the next big musical trend will be influenced by rock and roll music, and which is you know the hmm. basis of punk so you're you were a little ahead when you said all the music today is is built on the foundation of punk. We're in the oh, disco period. Okay, okay. At some point, we will transition back to the more raw, hard edged music. Okay. In the rock world, but right now we are in a disco phase. Man, get on your get on your well, your, your no. platform shoes. This ain't a part of Clarksville now. So we got to you got one statement. and We got to move on to the next story, or people are going to stop listening to this darn thing. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll move on. We'll move. No, on. no, say all your right. thing. Say your all thing. Right, all right. If you're going to talk, so Taylor Swift. Yes, that's all disposable pop. Then that's not, that's not that's pop. not a that's not a that's it not a disposable pop. That's a compliment. She's there's, very talented. There are some Taylor Swift songs. If you listen to Peaches right in front of that, you are going to hear heavy influence by Peaches. And Peaches is coming. Are you talking out. about presidents of the United States? No, not that Peaches. Okay. I'm talking about uh, basically techno ish okay. yeah. modern yeah. post punk yeah. uh, yeah. Peaches. Yeah. Um, about five of our listeners will know what I'm talking about. Um, heavily, <laughs> the, Taylor Swift has songs heavily inspired by Peaches, and Peaches is straight out of the the punk line. Well, you're wrong. Moving on to the next. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next story. So we we'll, were talking. We had, we'll I, type this all up on ClarksonNow.com, and we'll have this as a story. I had a great transition going yeah. here. Oh, did from you, Wilma Rudolph? Okay, do you want to go back? Yeah, let's pretend okay. that none of that punk conversation even happened. Oh man, so you know what? I just hope the next school. Hey, Dr. Gene Ludovetter, my my uh, suggestion for the next name for an elementary school is Wilma Rudolph Elementary. Hey, you know what? 
There are 10 black leaders who had a great influence on Clarksville, and any one of these would be a great name for a school in Clarksville. I think you're right, Chris. Yeah. So uh, in honor of Black History Month, um, Mm -hmm. we've gone back to our list of 10 leaders, not just people who, oh, this was the first person who right, was a dentist right. and they were born in Clarksville and they lived here until they were five and then they moved away and never mentioned Clarksville again. Mm-hmm. But people actually lived here and had an impact yep. on the history of Clarksville, on black history of Clarksville or on history in general of our community. It's fascinating. Wilma Rudolph is on that list, but it's mm-hmm. an actually, it's, 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 it's not a hard read, everybody. Mm-hmm. It'll take you like five minutes, yeah. but you really get a, a deep respect for the history yeah. Uh, especially the black history here in Clarksville. Worth and, worth and reading. Wilma Rudolph is on our list, not because she was an Olympic um, you know, hero, which yeah. she was. Yeah. But that's not what made her special. What made her special was when Wilma Rudolph uh, came back and they were going to be giving a parade for her. It was going to be an all white parade. Black people were not going to be allowed to let that sink in for a minute. Everybody this celebration of her success. And she said, you know what? I'm not taking part in any of this. Unless the parade and the celebration, which was like this big feast in a, a hall, I can't remember which, what, what the venue was, unless it's a racially integrated event. So her, the celebrations of Wilma Rudolph's Olympic um, wins were the first integrated events in Clarksville. That's amazing. See? Isn't that awesome? A little piece of history? Yeah. Can anyone just take a minute here? Can we all just take a minute and realize the absurdity of honoring mm-hmm. Wilma Rudolph, an African-American and saying like, yeah, African Americans are not allowed. Yeah, no black people are allowed except for Wilma Rudolph. <laughs> Just let that absurdity sink in for yeah. a second. Yeah, but read that story; it's a fantastic one, worth it is taking cool. some time on ClarksvilleNow.com. Yeah, learn um, some things. Yeah, so uh, I would recommend J. A. Jackson. Mm-hmm. I would recommend a Jesse M. H. Graham, a Wilbur Daniel, um, Susie Brown, mm-hmm. General Quarles Boyd. If you've never heard of those names. Read that article. It's really fascinating yep. history of our community. Good stuff. Check it out. Um, another thing, uh, we have something cool coming up. We have the uh, Beaver um, Camp Rainbow Radiothon. Yes, we do. Yeah. If you don't know what Camp Rainbow is, Camp Rainbow is a local camp. It's a fantastic. It's run locally. It's for seriously ill kids so they can go to summer camp. Summer camp, we all have great memories mm-hmm. of summer camp, right? I remember running Andy Butchart's underwear up the flagpole mm. at Boy Scout camp all yeah. those years ago. And I'll never forget that to this day. Yeah. But not every kid can go to summer camp because especially when you're seriously ill, it requires that you have a doctor and nurses and medical people on staff and more people are necessary to make sure that they're safe and can have fun. Think about it, too. When you're a parent of a seriously ill kid, you don't ever get a break. Mm. You're, you're on 24-7, 365. Yeah, you're practically a nurse in a lot of cases. Right. Yeah. So Camp Rainbow is a local camp that sends kids that have disabilities and are seriously ill to a summer camp that is so much fun, regular summer camp. I don't think they're running Andy Butchart's uh, underwear up flagpole, but I mean, I, I'm not saying they're not. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never I mean, experienced it. That's uh, some old underwear. <laughs> exactly. It's been around for a while. But they have a great camp. It's a safe environment. The kids have all the medical attention they need. And the best part is it costs nothing to the families. This That's is 100% cool. free. And so how, to, how they do this is every year, the, uh, the, the country station that we have here at Five Star, Beaver 100.3, does a radiothon where they raise money for Camp Rainbow. So when you donate money to Camp Rainbow, and you'll be able to do that next week, Thursday and Friday, or if you're listening to this Sunday, it could be this week. Just look it up, <laughs> Um, You make a donation, 
that goes to a kid that lives right here in Montgomery County that is seriously ill or has a disability. They can go to a summer camp. Mom and dad get a break because they know their kids are being taken care of and they get to be just a kid for, you know, a week at summer camp. Yeah. And, you know, when I when I started working here, I, I was not familiar with this. And, you know, I, well, I'd heard of it, but I wasn't familiar with the extent of it. Yeah. This is an actual radiothon where mm-hmm. people come into the studios here. We set up a phone bank. Yep. I say we like I have anything to do with it. They <laughs> set up a phone bank and people call in and make pledges and donations. But what's neat is a whole bunch of kids come too. a lot of the kids who go to the camp come to the studios and take part in the sort of celebration atmosphere. And you've, you've told me a couple of stories about what happens. Oh, it is the loudest and, yeah. two days in this building because there are kids having so much fun. A couple of years ago, um, there was a, a great group that brought laser tag out here. And so the kids and staff members here at five star decided with, with some of the folks from camp rainbow, we're going to play a big old game of laser tag. Awesome. Yeah. And so some of it was happening outside. Yeah. Well, someone's drove- running around playing laser tag outside. What could be more fun and innocent than that? Exactly. Well, someone driving by the radio station saw a grown man with what they thought was an assault rifle. Turns out it was a laser tag gun. I can always tell because it's red or blue. Um, and so they called the police. Police lights a blazing, roll into five star because they think we are under attack. It was just laser tag with the Camp Rainbow. We had too kid. many stories about the militias. <laughs> we made somebody mad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was that was probably my most fun day ever yeah. at Five Star. Was the day the cops were called on us when we were playing laser tag. It was so <laughs> it was so fantastic. Yeah. And they bring an ice cream machine in for the kids. Oh, nice. Because yeah. much like Grandma's house. Uh-huh. When you're at Five Star Kids, you can have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to stop. Ice cream and send, send them, them home. Send them out with guns and then send them home. Yeah, so I, I just want to stress it's it's a fantastic event. Mm-hmm. It's not something where there's overhead, so it's not like, well, 50% of your dollar goes oh, to kids. No, no, no. This, is not, this is not that kind of event. Every this penny. Is 100% mm-hmm. of all proceeds. All yeah. go. You make a pledge to Camp Rainbow, it goes to send a kid to camp. It does not go to pay someone's salary or whatever. It right. goes to send a kid the, to camp. The work, the most of the staff there, I, I say most, I assume yep. maybe all, are uh, volunteers. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. It's camp counselors. Wes Golden did this when he was in, in a... Yeah, he was a, he was a camp counselor guy um but they, they get a lot of camp counselors from like the high schoolers and local high schoolers volunteer their time and, and of course they have the medical professionals on so it's really worth it please if you can if you got a couple bucks donate to camp rainbow it's the best money you'll spend all year yeah, that's really great and our community does cool stuff yep. like that so uh one of the cool things that happened in our community recently um was the uh wwe nxt vengeance day this, I believe, was the first sold-out event at the FNM Bank yeah, Arena. Yeah, it was sold. This is the first one I've heard of being sold out. And you look at the pictures, no empty seats in these pictures. It was amazing. So, now, I know that you went to this event. Yes. I have questions. Okay. Because I'm going through the photos from mm-hmm. this thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I'm looking at photos. Yeah. There's a bunch of naked guys with oil. No, they're wearing, bodies, they're wearing underwear. Fighting each other. Well, yep. yeah. yeah. And then I come across a picture of a garbage can with legs coming out of it. Well, and somebody's wandering around <laughs> in the rink 
wearing ring, a not steel rink. ring. This isn't wearing, figure skating. Wearing a steel garbage can for the top yes. half of his body, and he looks like he just hit somebody in the head yeah. with this garbage can. It was a. Can it was, you explain what was going on yes. at this event? I'm glad you asked. Okay, it was a, it was a, a, no, a no disqualifications match. So normally there's rules against such things, right? In in WWE in wrestling. wrestling, you can't okay. like just throw a garbage can at somebody, but. Hmm. Every once in a while, especially when two wrestlers have been involved in some off-mat drama. Drama? Yeah, they, something went on. I, I, was, I was having a couple of beers. I didn't remember what happened. Yeah. So they were having some drama, and so they, they agreed to do a, a, a match with no disqualifications. Hmm. So they brought in like a, a nightstick, uh, chains. Hmm. Um, they, they took a folding table, took a folding table, and then they put a bunch of Legos on it. And then one of the guys broke the table with all the Legos on it. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> That's not a joke. Why? That's real. I, I saw I saw the table of Legos. And that was one of my other questions. What? Why would he break a table he of threw, Legos he, on one it guy threw the other as guy part of the fight? Well, yeah. So one guy threw the other guy off of the ring onto the the table of Legos because that would hurt. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so we have had a party involving. Uh, Sharp Legos. Exactly. Before. It's, it's yeah, not, it, it, it's it not a win. Hurt. It hurts quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's what happened. Okay. All I know is I, I was lucky enough to be able to watch the wrestling event uh-huh. uh, in the FNM Bank or the FNM Bank suite at FNM uh-huh. Bank Arena. And so when you're, that's the best place to see something, by the way, at the FNM Bank Arena. Yeah. They got the best suite in the house. Surprise, surprise, they have the name. Yeah. Um, I'm sure from ground level, everything looks real. But when you are like 50 feet above the ring, mm-hmm. you can see every punch that's missed and every kick that's missed. <laughs> are you telling these poor people that it's not real? It's a mime fight. When it's go- what is going on here? And, and what I didn't know is that a lot of times when they kick, uh-huh. they'll slap the side of their leg to make the sound of the noise uh-huh. hitting someone. Uh-huh. So it was, it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, that's it's it is what it is, right? It's a soap opera mm-hmm. with guys and gals beating each other up yeah but it was a lot of fun and it was so cool to see everybody having a good time i mean the crowds are just incredible in this and (laughs) and every the and everybody's just seems to be having a blast so it was definitely successful and and the comments on it before and after everybody's like oh that was awesome yeah it was yes it was it was really cool really cool it was a lot of fun yeah all right so speaking of clarksville entertainment Mm -hmm. big news we are about to get one of the coolest things that people have been asking for for a very long time and it's not the Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. <laughs> you got a preference every time, like something new is coming to Clarksville, Trader not Joe's. Trader Joe's. It's the second item on the list. Right. Dave and Buster's Dave is coming Buster's. to the Governor's Square Mall. Yep. So we don't have to drive to Nashville anymore to the mm-hmm. to the one there at the Opry Mills. It's funny because when we when we announced that, because we'd heard rumors about it. Mm-hmm. And then the Clarksville now staff got to work. You know, Christian put on his fedora in his little press. Mm-hmm badge that sticks out of the brim of that yeah and he met somebody in kind of the shadows of the new parking garage downtown yeah and was kind of asking some questions and we were led to believe we had, we had to get him to take up smoking to pull that he off. did yeah it was yeah. it was great um so he met with somebody got some rumors some back alley rumors made some phone calls and it turned out that hey guys wait a minute you know they're building at the governor square mall at dave and buster's mm-hmm. to which someone in the office responded that's too big city for clarksville there's nothing too big city for clarksville exactly. anymore well, it's and it's because people move here. You know, mm-hmm. we've the re, there's a good reason that we've got an old Chicago and a spaghetti factory yeah. or whatever, and and all these 
chain restaurants right alongside Wilma. And it's because we have so many people moving here from all over the country and they expect or they appreciate Clarksville having these chain things that they're used to from their own communities. So we get the Whataburger and we get the, um, you know, in and out or not in and out. That was a cook cookout. That's where it's the cookout. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we get these things because people are used to that from the communities they're in. And so they're immediately popular because you've got this huge built in audience. It's not an unfamiliar thing. Yeah. Uh, when people get here, what is this supposed to open? Cause I would uh, think it takes a while to build that. It, you uh, just don't throw a bunch of video games, plug them in and say, all right, everybody have fun. <laughs> well, they don't have to build it from scratch because it's going to be in the mall. Right. Um, it's going to be uh, right next to Burlington Coat Factory and the Home Goods. It'll be a 34,500 square feet. Um, they're taking bids uh, for subcontractors up until February 14th. Okay. So they'll start. So they're, they're going to be getting started yeah. pretty soon. Um and, uh, yeah, it'll be right there on the mall. So they're not going to have to build it from scratch. So it should, yeah. they should be able to build it out pretty quick. Interesting. But here's the good news besides the Dave and Buster's coming to Clarksville. What else is left? I think Trader Joe's is the only thing that's, that's we don't have yet. Yeah, we have to check our list. So that means that the next thing they're going to announce, mm-hmm. you know, when all of a sudden the Economic Development Council calls a meeting, guys, Trader Joe's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be next. Surely. Which Surely. They have, which... They haven't announced which grocery store is coming off of exit eight yet. They have not, but it would, that would surprise me if that were Trader Joe's. Okay. Would say anything's possible. That's, that's just a little far out. Yeah. It's, there's not a, a, a huge amount of dense development because that's, has that's Buck Dellinger thing. told you that if for I sure? No, no, nobody, nobody's told me that, but I've, I, the oh, buck stops with Buck, man. <laughs> <laughs> but there's that, that's one of the things, and I may have mentioned this before about these, um, these developments, these restaurants and shops, yeah. they want dense development. They want apartments nearby. They want townhouses nearby. They want a lot of people in a small area. And the, the reason Clarksville hasn't gotten everything we want is because we're so spread out. If we were condensed down to the appropriate amount of like maybe five square miles instead of 500 square miles, yeah. we would have a lot more stuff because you more know you dense. have the high density yeah. population. Yeah. But, yeah. So Dave and Buster's is coming. I remember when, um, you know, when my son was still here, um, he and his buddies would go, that was their big thing. Yeah. As soon as they got driver's licenses, Dave and Buster's, mm-hmm. Dave and Buster's every weekend. Oh, we're going up. We're going to Nashville to go to Dave and Buster's. You know, hopefully that is really where they were going. But um, I think Dave and Buster's was a guy who was selling them weed. It was Dave or Buster. That's where they were going. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so so it's a definitely a destination. So now Clarksville is going to be the destination. Chris gets into his son's car the next day to move it. What is that smell? Oh, that's Buster's. <laughs> that's Dave's. Not mine, Dad. That's Buster's. <laughs> that's the Buster Cush right there. <laughs> Cush. Is that? I don't, nobody uses Cush. Is that a thing now? That's a thing. Oh, that was a thing like back in the. It's still a thing. Seventies. It's still a thing. Okay. <laughs> so you can read all of those stories on ClarksvilleNow.com. That's some pretty big stuff going yeah, on in town. Big stuff. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just so you know, uh, they're setting up a bunch of cameras uh-huh. in here. Eventually, somebody thought it was a good idea if you could watch us do this. Oh, So just know in the next couple yeah. of weeks or so, the Clarksville Rundown will be becoming Everybody a video gets version. to see how beautiful we are. Right. Do you want to see the two biggest dorks in Clarksville <laughs> talk about Clarksville stuff? Oh, man. Your prayers have been answered. Also, this soon. means I'm, I'm going to have to A, wear makeup, and B, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pick my nose like I normally do. No, not at all. This. Not at all. You better up your game, sir. <sighs> yeah. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks we'll for make listening. it work. We will. Thanks for listening, everybody, to the Clarksville Rundown. It's a Clarksville Now original podcast.